Good. 
violent. Thank you, music team. You want to be seated. Indeed, God's goodness um, and his faithfulness to us. Um, that was really pertinent to me, especially after last night. For those of you who were able to join us for the Thanksgiving night, we really had a um, thoughtful time of reflection on the year. And I think that song really sort of encapsulated um, that theme of faithfulness and um, yeah, God's provision for us this year and moving forward. Alrighty, so we'll move on to a time of announcements now, just only a few. Um, again, with the service chairs, we're hoping for people to be able to lend a hand um, to the welcome team to help set up, um, especially with youth group currently on break. We need extra hands, so thank you for that. Um, Elder Shukit is still away until the 5th of January, um, so any questions, please direct them to the deacons instead. And lastly is the announcement about our monthly prayer meeting, which is taking place on Wednesday next week, the 3rd at 8 o'clock. Um, everyone's encouraged to attend. It's a good time to come together and pray together, especially as we start the new year. Um, the bulletin has um, a verse from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And I think that is a good reflection for us as we consider our monthly prayer meeting. And that's all the announcements. And so if there's any KFC people, you can go to class. Yep. Um, and for those sitting at the back, if you'd like to come forward and help fill up the front rows, that'd be great. And today we'll be having a sermon from Jamie and it's entitled God's Faithfulness, Yesterday, Today and Forever. If you'd open up your Bibles with me, we'll be looking at Psalm 89 and I'll be reading verses 1 to 8. Alrighty. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. The heavens praise your wonders, Lord, your faithfulness too, in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? In the council of the holy ones, God is greatly feared. He is more awesome than all who surround him. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. We thank God for his word and invite Jamie to the stage. Thanks. Oh, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back here again. Um, it feels almost like a second home for me. Uh, it is wonderful to see you all here. Um, and I do hope that God will bless you greatly uh, as I speak. And I hope you had a, a great Christmas. Um, who's got plans for New Year's tonight? One per... Oh, okay, a handful, handful. You're all sitting at home doing nothing? Is No, surely not. <laughs> well, um, for those who don't know me, I think I know most of you, but for those who don't, my name's Jamie. I've been married for almost 27 years now, which is a bit scary. I have two adult children. I have two cats, unfortunately. I have a beautiful Dachshund uh, puppy. 
who has crazy levels of FOMO, um, and possibly another dog if my wife gets her birthday present that she's hoping for. My day job is a microbiology lecturer at Adelaide Uni, uh, and I also moonlight as a lay preacher. Uh, I lead at Bible Study Fellowship, um, and also lead uh, at a home group. Um, thankfully, those latter two are on break at the moment. Uh, it does get pretty busy during the year. So it is my privilege to bring the message to you today, um, but we might begin with prayer. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you praise that you are high above all things. You are sovereign, um, that you are our provider, that you are merciful, and that you are faithful. And we do ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us this morning, uh, that you would help us to understand um, these words, to take them on board into our lives, um, to um, allow us to grow more like Jesus. We thank you that you have promised to sanctify us, uh, and we do ask that in the coming days and weeks, we will see our character becoming more like yours. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So... Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you know the connotation of a word, so it's social overtones, it's cultural implications, it's emotional meanings, but you don't know its denotation or its literal meaning, its dictionary definition? So you kind of know what the word means and you know how to use it, but you don't really know the exact definition. You've probably all heard someone say that they're having an existential crisis, and you kind of know what they mean when they say that. But could you define the word existential? I couldn't, I had to go and look it up, and I found that it means relating to existence. So an existential crisis refers to the feelings and questions we have that relate to the meaning and purpose of our life. Even with that definition, I'm not sure I still get it. But that's okay. So what does all this have to do with today's message? Well, our subject is God's faithfulness. And so what I like to do often when I'm doing more a topical sermon rather than a sermon on a particular passage is to ask, do I really understand what that topic means? So do we understand what faithfulness actually means? So I went to Google, because Google knows everything, to find out well, what, what is the definition of faithfulness. And I found out that this time Google wasn't actually that helpful, because when I looked it up, it said the quality of being faithful. That didn't help me very much. I should have seen it coming. The ness on the end means the quality of. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go to faithful. What does faithful mean? Faithful is remaining loyal and steadfast, true to the facts or the original. So clearly that first part makes the most sense in our context, remaining loyal and steadfast. But it's still a quality. The suffix, the little full at the end of faithful, that means characterized by. So to be faithful means to be characterized by faith. So I thought, well, let's go and have a look and see what faith means. So faith means complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And I sat and thought, well, the message is God's faithfulness. Does that mean that God has faith? Now, I, I pondered this question for a while, and I'm not sure that I've come to a completely satisfactory answer, but I think that God, in his perfect, 
all-knowing nature, his all-powerful nature, he does have faith in his own character. He always knows what is right, and he will always do what is right. So by definition, we can describe God as being faithful to himself when he keeps his promises. And thus, when God keeps his promises, he is demonstrating faithfulness. Now, I hope this little linguistic exercise was helpful for you. It was for me because I understand a bit more about how and why God shows faithfulness to me. It's all about his character, his nature, his very being, in that he can never show unfaithfulness. He is always faithful, and so he always displays faithfulness. So as we look more into God's faithfulness, we're going to look at three questions. Now, I did have some questions. Maybe they'll come up, maybe they won't. We'll see how we go. So the three questions are, what are the characteristics of God's faithfulness? What is the evidence of God's faithfulness? And what is our response to God's faithfulness? So let's start with that first one, the characteristics of God's faithfulness. But before we get to that, I want to ask you another question. Who here likes writing Christmas cards? Who here doesn't like writing Christmas cards? Okay, good. I'm glad you're honest. I don't like writing Christmas cards. I like the idea of Christmas cards. I like the fact that when you write something to someone, you're expressing your love and care for that person. But when there's so many of them to write, I find that I can't write, Dear X, Merry Christmas and all the best for the new year, love Jamie. It just feels a little trite. It doesn't feel honest at all. I get lots of those and I feel bad about not responding. Um, and I praise God for my wife who is much more dedicated than I am in writing Christmas cards. But it feels like a waste of time to write this very trite, kind of expected Christmas card. If I send a card, it is personalized. It will contain a message with meaning that's relevant to that person and to the relationship that I have with them. But that takes me a lot of time because I do get writer's block from time to time, even on those really short messages you're sitting there like, how do I craft this one sentence to make it sound good? So every year, I display a lack of character in not making an effort to write Christmas cards. Maybe next year I'll start in January and then by December I'll be finished. We'll see how we go. Praise God that unlike me, his character is perfect including his faithfulness. And as I search the scriptures preparing for this message, God has graciously revealed some characteristics to help us understand his faithfulness. So the first one is that God's faithfulness is not, not affected by time or space. Over the course of this year, I've been reading through the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs, one, one chapter a day. And as I was preparing this message, I was reading Psalm 117. And when you get to that, it's like, yes, Psalm 117, two verses, awesome. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Think about that word for a moment, forever. Never-ending 
continuous, unbroken faithfulness. For me, some days it's a struggle to to last more than a few hours in faithfulness to God. Sin is always crouching at our door. And we do slip up, either intentionally or unintentionally. We will, consciously or unconsciously, reject God's promise to provide a way out from temptation. And instead, we are unfaithful when we turn to sin rather than to God. And it's not like we're wanting to sin against God, but every day, our sin nature, in large ways or small ways, will get the better of us. And every time is an affront to God. How much do we need his power to resist temptation, to stand firm in our faith, to be courageous in sharing that faith with others? As I was writing this, I felt God tapping me on the shoulder, not literally, of course, in my mind, this tapping on the shoulder, which I translated as, you're a bit of a hypocrite. Like, God is convicting me, he was convicting me that all these good things that you're writing about, you need to keep doing them more. God is faithful, and he does expect faithfulness from us. He is eternally faithful to all of his promises, especially ones like John 6.39, where Jesus says, this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. So when you become a Christian, when you give your life to Jesus and he receives you into his family, you will never be lost. God is faithful to the promise to hold on to you, to sanctify you, and to keep you in his kingdom. If you find the idea of forever too hard to grasp, and I think I do sometimes, we can look to Psalm 100 verse 5. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So every generation of people can point to God's faithfulness. There are no excuses. So we can see that forever, through all generations, time is covered. So what about space? Well, David helps us here with the same verse from two different Psalms. The verse is just that good. Psalm 57.10 and Psalm 108 verse 4 both say, For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. There is nowhere that we can go where God's faithfulness cannot reach us. This is particularly important as we consider the next characteristic. God's faithfulness is not affected by evil. Now, you might be thinking that's something pretty obvious, that that God is not affected by evil. It wouldn't make sense for that to be true. Yet, when we read in Romans chapter 3 that this question, this idea has been asked, Paul writes to the Jews in Romans 3 verse 3, what if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Now, I love Paul's reply to his own rhetorical question, by no means. God's faithfulness is not dependent on human faithfulness, nor is it affected by human unfaithfulness or human evil. God's faithfulness is steadfast. 
Steadfast isn't a word we use commonly these days. Perhaps reliable is a word we'd recognize more. God's faithfulness is steadfast, it's reliable. And we can trust in it. Now, when I was at uni, uh, and as a student, which was a long time ago, I had a couple of very close friends. uh, And we would spend a lot of time together on campus. uh, And one of them I kept in touch with over the years. Uh, We'd catch up for coffee or for lunch, um, as time permitted. But when I, uh, in my younger days, the idea of using a calendar was pretty foreign. Who uses a calendar or a diary? So most of you do, some of you do, kind of, maybe. Well, you know, back in my younger days, when I was the age of some of these younger people around here, I didn't even know what a diary was. So we would organize the time to catch up for lunch. Um, In fact, I would organize it, and then I would completely forget about it. Now, that'd be all right if it was once, maybe twice, a decade. I reckon I did that maybe 10 or 15 times in the space of a couple of years. It was pretty appalling. I was unreliable, yet my friend was steadfast. He never complained. He always kept agreeing to meet, knowing there was a chance I wouldn't show up. And in this small way, he demonstrated a characteristic of faithfulness in the same way that God does. Now, I'd encourage you to read through Psalm 98, uh, sorry, Psalm 89, Um, There is a a whole bunch of verses in there that talk about God's faithfulness. Um, But a much more concise summary we can read in Joshua 21.45. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. In this verse we see that God's faithfulness is not just about keeping promises, it's about a gift that we get given It's given to his chosen people and by extension to all who are his children, all who call Jesus Christ their Lord. So God's faithfulness is a gift to believers. It's given to all who by faith believe in Jesus. And because of his sacrifice on the cross, we read in Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I'm sure many of you have heard those verses before. I've certainly heard them many times. And it shames me that to this day, I still sin despite being a Christian for many years. How grateful I am for these verses that God is faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his character of mercy and grace, that he didn't spare his only begotten son, ordaining that his death would be in my place and in the place of yours. Our God is mighty and glorious and generous. And I'm sure many of us have received good gifts this Christmas, but this one is by far the very best. That God's faithfulness is a reliable, enduring and unshakable gift for all who place their trust and hope in the Lord Jesus. God's faithfulness is a reliable, enduring and unshakable gift for all who place their trust and hope in the Lord Jesus. So let's look now, we've seen the characteristics of God's faithfulness, 
Let's look at the second question, the evidence of God's faithfulness. You might have heard the question, what evidence do you have to support your claim? It's common in many contexts, but law and science are perhaps the most common. Without evidence, then you're just making assertions. And they can be accepted or rejected dependent on your worldview, dependent on your assumptions or even your misconceptions. So what evidence do we have for God's faithfulness? Well, the very fact that we live and breathe is evidence of God faithfully sustaining his creation. Paul said this to the men of Athens at the Areopagus. I knew I was going to mess it up. Areopagus in Acts 17, 27 to 28. He, that is God, is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. There are many events across the course of my life where I can point to evidence of God demonstrating his faithfulness. But one of the most significant is actually one of the most recent. I have prayed over the years for my family to be saved. And in the past few weeks, my brother has shown interest in knowing more about faith and God and the Bible. I praise God that in his faithfulness, he is drawing my brother to himself. Uh, and I must confess that this um, area of prayer, particularly praying for family members, is where my faithfulness in, in doing those things has been mediocre at best. But God in his mercy has still answered those prayers. And I keep praying that we will be able to read the Bible together more and that he would eventually give his life to Jesus. He isn't there yet, but Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 reminds us that salvation is by grace, through faith in Jesus, and it is a gift from God. So it's not by my works or my prayers, it is God's faithfulness that my brother, and indeed anyone, is saved from their sin and transformed into a child of God. And God will do this because he keeps his promises, every single one of them. The ultimate example and expression of this is found in the Lord Jesus the incarnate Son of God. Now, depending on what source you read, there's something in the order of 300 different prophecies that were fulfilled in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And the odds of this happening by chance are off the charts. It couldn't, couldn't possibly happen by chance. But it was a sure thing because of God's faithfulness. So we have the evidence of the Scriptures we have the evidence of the breath in our lungs, and we have our own personal experiences. I'm sure each of you can think of a time when God has been and is continuing to be faithful to you. Altogether, these are ample evidence of God's faithfulness. So God's faithfulness is there for all to see if only we take the time to see it. God's faithfulness is there for all to see if only we take the time to see it. So our third question for, for today, what is our response to God's faithfulness? How, how will we respond? 2023 may have been a great year for you. It's been a pretty good year for me. I've been promoted at work. I've actually received a couple of awards. My brother's shown interest in God. That's a pretty awesome year. 2023 may have also been a horrific year for you. I smashed up my collarbone and needed surgery. My uncle is fighting a brain tumour that's likely terminal. 
My grandmother has advanced dementia, uh, and I've been told I'm not allowed to go and see her because I don't want to... My mum said you shouldn't see her because you don't want to remember her that way. And to top it all off, uh, my mum also doubled down on her anti-Christian stance and told me that the day I became a Christian was the worst day in her life. So 2023 has been a pretty crap year as well. Yet the one constant through all of this is God. God has been unchanging in his love, his mercy, his generosity, his goodness, his provision, his discipline, his grace, his faithfulness. I am in no doubt that God is the Lord of my life. And while I've done nothing to deserve anything good from him, he is unendingly faithful and has graciously blessed and sustained me. And I'm sure he's done the same for you. So in response to this amazing faithfulness, how can I not strive to be more faithful to him? Not to win his favor. I already have God's favor because of Jesus. I don't need to convince him to bless me with good things. God doesn't need me to twist his arm to do good. Not to show that I can do better next time. Any gains I make in personal holiness are by the power of the Holy Spirit, not my own strength. I strive to be faithful out of gratitude to God, that he saved me from my sin and from the penalty of death, which otherwise I'd have to pay for myself. And above all of that, God has adopted me as his child. I was adopted at the age of eight by my dad, dad in inverted commas, so I know a little bit about what it's like to be welcomed into a new family. It can be a good and great thing, but it is far above that when we are invited into God's family. It is a blessing beyond comprehension, and it helps us to live out our final truth for this message that God's faithfulness prompts us to be faithful in return. God's faithfulness prompts us to be faithful in return. So how will you strive to emulate God's faithfulness in this coming year? Not to win favor, but to show gratitude. As Jesus says in Matthew 5:16, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, and we thank you that your word and all of your actions show your faithfulness to us. Father, we are so grateful, uh, and we want to show our gratitude by being faithful in return. I pray that you would help us do this. I pray that you would help us to show true gratitude, true faithfulness as we live and serve Uh, and seek to um, glorify your name. I pray that you would go with us into this new year, uh, that we would see your hand at work in our lives, uh, and that we would strive to make your name known. We pray all of these things, and we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Sorry. Thanks, Jamie. Um, Indeed, what a great reminder that despite the ups and downs of our life, God is the constant of our lives who's faithful and never changing. Um, May God's faithfulness inspire us to be faithful to Him too. And may we place our reliance on Him and not of things of this world. Um, Before we do our final worship song, um, I forgot to do the offering before, so I'd just like to invite the offering stewards forward to collect the offering. Um, 
Indeed, this is also a form of worship and, um, you know, we want to give God only a fraction of the abundance that he's provided to us. And if you don't understand the meaning of offering, please feel free to let the bag pass. stand and pray for the offering together. Dear Lord, we give you all our thanks because everything comes from you and we have only given what comes from your hand. Amen. Um, remain standing please. For...
Our Father, we thank you for the abundant blessings and provisions you have supplied us with. Lord, please help us to respond to your love and care with a generous heart towards others and toward you. Father, thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you throughout this year. And help us to be faithful with the talents and strengths you have given us for the next year. Lord, today we'd like to pray for Pastor Joshua as he prepares to become our senior pastor. Lord, may you, God, may you just guide him, grow him, and bring him vision for a way forward for our church. We continue to pray for his visa application. May you just help him in all the processes. Lord, we also pray for wisdom and guidance to be upon the deacons as they are using rich Australia training materials to do vision planning for our church. We pray for the spiritual growth of this community. May we become a church transformed by Christ and who reflects his image in our daily lives. Lord, may we become a church hungry for more of Christ and may we grow a true love of his word and prayer. Dear God, when our problems seem big, help us remember that you're bigger and that nothing is impossible with you. Continue to strengthen our faith and help us to put our trust in you to meet our every need and to carry us through. Heavenly Father, as we stand on the threshold of a new year, would like to express our deepest gratitude for the past year's blessings. Thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your love, and your constant, constant presence in our lives. We acknowledge your sovereignty over the days gone by and the days yet to come. This we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's remain standing as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Can you bow our heads? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Thank you. So let's finish up. Like we've got a lot of songs about faithfulness today, so let's finish up with another one. Um, greatest Life Faithfulness.
new year and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>